and welcome to the latest episode of the Lock-In Podcast, once again being recorded live at the Lockhart Tavern. With me are my co-hosts of this podcast, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Heath is well known as being a man about town and can regularly be found in all of London's top venues, Soho House, Groucho Club, Stringfellows and the Weatherspoons at Liverpool Street. James, on the other hand, has only ever been to one strip club and has been happily married ever since. <laughs> That's not bad for you. That's not bad for me, no. no, no. Your wife doesn't listen to this, though, so we're all right. I think never really Just anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes. <laughs> so, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the most vital elements of any pub. So, guys, what is it that pubs cannot operate without? Electricity. Yes, yes, that is Customers. True. Staff. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, furlough. <laughs> yeah, furlough. <laughs> Support from Rishi. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, James. You nailed it. Okay. There's there's a lot of things pubs can't operate without, as he kindly pointed out there, such as electricity. Uh, but I was referring to customers. So I love them all over them. Without customers, there would be no pubs. So in this episode, we'll be taking a look at all things customer-related, from horror stories to customer service advice, through to the never-ending joy of online reviews, particularly the dreaded TripAdvisor, which Heath is a huge fan of. Aren't you, Heath? Love it. Love it, yeah. Uh, in fact, Heath, you're not really much of a fan of customers either, are you? <laughs> and staff. <laughs> People in general, really. <laughs> yeah. e- ever wonder whether uh, you're in the right job? It's either that or a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Make him find the two. <laughs> so, I mean, actually, one of the things we, we saw the, the eat out to help out that, that certainly um, seemed to bring out a, a new breed of customers back into the mix, didn't it? Yeah, the voucher chasers. Yeah, well, it brought out the worst. Like, I've got a lot of posh customers in high game. It brought the worst out in really like well to do, affluent people. They became oh, just horrible, like cheap and nasty and just. Ugh. You know, I felt like giving them a tenner just to say, please, just be nice. Do you know what I mean? Just go away. Yeah, we'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was interesting because he brought a lot of people that just sort of transient customers, you know, just chasing a voucher each week in different places. And I don't think it's any stickability to it, you know. Um, and you see that with the demise of some of the brands now that are looking, you know, frankly knackered because they've run out of vouchers, do you know what I mean? They, their model doesn't support it anymore when the business drops off. So um, we didn't really play that hard at that, did we? I mean, we're down the locker here, we didn't play at all because no. we'd have filled the place full of these voucher chasers and our locals and regulars that you'd you know, really pay the bills. A week in, week out, would have been looking on like the little match girl looking in the window. They wouldn't have got their seats. So um, it was, we just took a view here that it was better to do that. And it, it broadly, we got you know, pretty much applauded for it. So. There was a sense that some of these people that were coming out just weren't used to polite society as well. They were coming out for the first time in, yeah. or certainly going to the kind of venues that, that they wouldn't have gone before. I mean, is that fair? Yeah. A lot of them had no idea how to interact in places. They were just, they were lost. Some of the, some of the questions regarding food and, yeah, just bizarre. Cutlery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're also like startled nanny goats, some of them, you know, just not really getting their head around. Like we, it was hard enough for us to get their head around, but what they should be doing, where they should be, you know, yeah. stand up, mask, sit down, mask off. It was just a kind of really confused state. So, I mean, it's just difficult looking the whole thing, you know, encourage people to come out and then lock it down again. So yeah, it was a distraction, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just a distraction. Oh, is it any better now with all these rules? Maybe we just start to bully Heath if he's wearing a mask, for God's sake. Yeah, true. I think, I think people have had enough. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, hospitality, we're taking a beating. And then you've got customers, customers are angry, they're pissed off, they come in, 
you're getting told what to do. They just want to have their life back, and they're just angry. And everybody just don't blame them, you know. And we're not being really, we're not being hospitality at all. We're just being really hostile all the time, telling them what to do. And I feel like a school teacher. It's not fun. Mm. I did, I did have a speech to an operator the other day, and he, he said similarly. He said actually, you know, it's, it's doing more damage to yeah. to his relationship with his customers because he's having to tell them off all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And they just want to, and they've had enough, so they're saying, and they're almost. Someone said to you the other day, you should be rebelling to this stuff. Oh yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you do something about it, Heath? Like this, you could. Like, man, I don't need the aggro. I'm trying to just survive and pay bills and keep my staff employed. And you want me to go and start, you know, mm. protesting on Downing Street? I don't have time. Did, did you join the protest on Downing Street? No, the other I mean, I support the sentiment of it, but let's be honest. Who was really there? A bunch of guys are going to go and get smashed afterwards. No, I mean it. I mean, do you know what I mean, though? Where was the, the high-profile thing? It's probably rightly looking after their business or trying to save their business. But um, something needs to be... I just don't think the industry's really got itself together. There's been some outliers that have jumped up and down, but I don't think we've really, as a group, got everyone together. Maybe to there's a sense of helplessness. Let's, let's hire the mayor of uh, Manchester to come and work in. Yeah, <laughs> great find cause, Yeah, find a cause for us. At least he's got some balls. Okay, so kick us off on this episode of Lock In. Let's have a chat about some of our worst customer experiences. So, uh, Heath, come on, you, you you regale us on a daily basis with uh, stories about how hor- horrible your customers are and how much you hate them. So uh... <laughs> it's not that bad. They just the the, the 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 problem I have is my customers in Highgate are first to being in queue for everything in their life, and they're not used to being told no. And I remember one night I was working, and I just wear jeans and t-shirts to work, you know, I mean, you're working in a pub, you know, it's not some Michelin-style restaurant. And this guy came in, and he charges in, and he's like, do you have a table for four? No, good evening, no hello, no. And I said, I'm sorry, sir, we've already booked, and he went, are you the manager? I said, actually, the owner. And he looked at me from head to toe, and he went, you think you'd be better dressed? <laughs> he's right. To be fair, most people think that. Oh, yeah, but do you yeah. know what I mean? But, like, how do I, you know, like, if he'd just be nice to me, I would probably mm. arrange the table. But, like, what is that? Why are people so aggressive? You know, um, yeah, it's it's not easy. I think people have got worse. I think, you know, I, I think there was a, they, were, they were getting pretty bad pre-COVID, and, you know, and they, they've, they're always just a bit pent up at aggression and anger and stuff, and people are unhappy with their lives, and it's easy to yell at a waitress or someone serving you. What's the old expression? You know, marry a man who's nice to the waiter or the waitress. Mm. Um, and I think that was building up. And then, work for you, though. What's that? I don't think that'll work <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> you could try. But then I think what's happened during COVID, they've come out and they're so angry. Mm. And then you, you add the fact that they think they're doing you a favour by going into your place, that they can just be horrible. And, you know, we're really putting our foot down. It's not, it, we don't want that. Like, life's hard enough as it is. We just want nice people. And, you know, we're getting some really hard conversations with people. Be nice to us. You know, be nice. And then, Particularly on the times now, you know, the time windows and constraints. That's, there is a, there's a sense of entitlement, I, I find. I think one of the, the hardest, it's just a very practical point, is that um, the masks. You know, you don't, you lose so much of your facial expression. So if you're trying to empathise, trying to get a point across, because you've got the mask on, they don't see it. Do you know what I mean? So they're just looking at your eyes. And that, that kind of makes it, well, if you get a challenging situation, just a little bit harder, I think. But certainly I've found that. It's no fun at the moment. Um, which you'd expect people to be pleased to be out. And I think they are a bit more down here in Sussex. I think, hey, yeah, I think in Sussex they're a lot happier. Oh, we're just nicer here. I think so, so. I think yeah, generally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do the same dish up in London as here. And then they'll, they'll, they'll rock down here and all I'll get is snide comments in London. 
It's just like, mm. calm down. Yeah, there's definitely, I think, I think, thank goodness, and long marketing, we're a little bit less affected by it down here. Truthfully, the numbers. You're in a, that you're a different, I said that to the staff here, you're in a bubble down here. In London, you can really feel it, you know, me. Mm. Down here, you feel like nothing's really changed, except for the mask. What about you, James? What's, what's been your worst customer experience, would you say? Um, I don't know what the worst one I had was a guy, it was actually a, a, we had a, a gay, um, one of our guys, some of us, a gay working here, and one of the customers was just down. So really, you had a gay working here, I know, I know, yeah, we had a gay guy working here, and um, in fact still um, works here, and one of the customers made a homophobic comment, and the well, chat kicked off, it kicked yeah. off, but um, it was, what was really interesting was that, you know, my view was just serious, no tolerance for that stuff, but we got an email in the morning, Complaining about our guy's behaviour from the and same guy who yeah, was on and wanted an apology. He was on the attack, yeah. and it was a bit like it was like, are you serious? I mean, it was like a case of it was very really simple. It was a case of just don't ever come back. Yeah, um, you know, never did business that bad. But it was equally, you know, if if he'd said something that had been misconstrued, and we'd all do that in time, and particularly if you had a drink, maybe. But it's like, how could this conversation have gone? I'm sorry, you know, there was a misunderstanding last night. Then you have a conversation, but just wading in, just it's too much. But so that would probably be my singly most you know, worst experience. And I felt so sorry for, you know, the team members, because let's be honest, you're not making fortunes waiting tables. You know, you're doing okay, and then you're yeah. lucky to have a job right now, obviously, but no one should have to put up with that. And I, I know you think that's probably the bits that I see is when, when the guys get harassed by customers, or they just think they can talk to them like shit, like they bought them. And that's really, that's poor. We don't get so much of it, but when you see it, it's just really distasteful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I suppose I'm on the other side of it. I'm, I'm the customer as opposed to the, uh, the, uh, the staff serving. But, uh, I, suppose, I think I managed to alienate an entire Weatherspoons once, uh, or the entire staff. They were, uh, it was quite late. We were at the bar. There was a load of people sort of waiting at the bar, and the staff were just messing around, chatting to each other. One was pretending to sweep up whilst uh, chatting to a friend mm. and uh, having a laugh and all the rest of it. Eventually, one of them turned into the looked at me and said, Can I help you? And I went, Yes, me and all these people that are waiting to come. <laughs> um, which sounded funny when I thought it in my head, but the reaction was um, was less than positive yeah, to I that. Back on you. And <laughs> I am one of those nightmare customers, is what I'm saying. It's, uh, I mean, did you ever get apologies? I- I had one of my regulars once, and he was having a, you know, when you're hungry, angry, hungry, whatever you call it, and he was losing his shit, man, like going crazy. And I was like, man, you just need to calm down, the food's coming. It wasn't an unreasonable amount of time, he's obviously had a bad day. I was like, God, I'm not expecting from that guy. And then when he ate his food, he came over and he said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I don't, like, that's not me. So yeah, sometimes you do. He was obviously a bit hangry, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, very, but even like, we had a weird guy leave a review on, Google, I think it was, and um, I left a review and he said, I went to the Red Lion and um, um, I sat by the fire, um, and when I got my bill, I was charged £3.50 to sit next to the fire. You know, the food wasn't that great, service was a bit surly, blah, blah, you know, laid into us. I replied, this, sir, the £3.50 you had on your bill was for the pint of ale you had, it was Green King Fireside. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and I said, well, you thought the beer was free, but you charged him for the fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who thought we charged maybe him three fifty to sit next to the fire? That's, maybe it's a new revenue stream. Well, I actually yeah. thought about it, but you know, I, I replied to him. But you, if it was me, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Take it down. He's still, still up there. He's still left <laughs> it's like there. Comedy value. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I think people work that stuff out when they see the reviews, don't they? You'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. You'd hope there's enough intelligence. Well, well about drunk customers, you know, that's... Uh, we don't serve them, Ed. It's no, my license you or you're not allowed to serve Yeah, I had a guy on a Tinder date once, and his Tinder date hadn't gone the way it was going that he wanted to go, and he was pretty pissed up. And he asked for the bill, and waitress went out there, and he's she's got a credit card machine, she hands it to him, and he looks at the date he's on, looks at the bill on the credit card machine, he goes, nah, and just throws the credit card machine on the ground, smashes no. it into pieces, yeah, just goes everywhere. So I come out, I said, mate, what's going on? He's a big guy as well, you know. And I said, mate, what's going on? He, nah, I'm not doing it. And he kicked off. And my, and my sort of thing, when guys really go like that, and he started threatening me, I said, I said, go on, mate, hit me. And he went, what? I said, hit me. He went, you, you, you're telling me you want to hit me, hit me. And you could tell he was quite well spoken. I said, because I'll tell you what's going to happen. We'll be in court, and I'm five foot seven with glasses. You're six two, six three, about, you know, about 22 stone. I said, we're in court, and you've probably got a really good job. I know you've probably got a good job. What are you going to get done when like, you've done assault? What's your boss's work going to say? And then he was, and then the police turned up, and he still wouldn't calm down, and they were going to taser him. <laughs> tell me, because he had a bad tinder, because he's, he's had a skin full, and he's had a bad date. Do you know what I mean? So he's a bad tinder day. Yeah, when a guy in here, when like, it was like, um, size of the guy from the Green Mile, he was massive, and he was just, he, he walked in drunk, and his palate, big sat down, his palate bought him a beer, and his palate disappeared. He's obviously thought this was a really good idea to get out of here, but left him with us. <laughs> Frank Jackson. Uh, yeah, and I just thought, oh, one minute, and he was huge, huge, and he was, wasn't going to leave, wasn't going to leave. And I was just, you know, be their friend. Hey, buddy, where are you off to? What, you know, what train are you going to get? Let me help you get this train. I'm sort of trying to walk him to the front door. And um, it took quite some time. We eventually got away, but it turned out that the table right next to us was six police officers out of the night out. And they're saying, it's okay, we had your back. I said, we couldn't have made that bit more obvious. I, was, I didn't feel like anyone had my back right now. I thought he was going to crush, him, crush me in his hand. But, no, we're, we're, again, we're quite lucky, I think. We don't get too much trouble. What about uh, famous customers? You get quite a few of those, Heath. Is that, uh, is that a uh, extra challenge? No. You know what the thing about famous people I, I experience? They're really nice. Mm. They really just want the flow below the radar. They don't want Nick Grief. Even, you know, when Gallagher comes, Liam Gallagher comes in quite a bit. And he's really respectful, really polite to the staff. Tips really well. You know, he made a Christmas Day book in one year, and we all had at 12 o'clock, and we all had bets that he wasn't going to make it. He was there at 12 o'clock, had a lovely lunch and left, you know what I mean? So those people, you know, Jude Law, um, all those sort of people come in and they're no hassle. They're just really super nice. You are probably the biggest name dropper in the uh, <laughs> pub industry. You ask, I tell. Let's <laughs> <laughs> them your we've, book. We've never, <laughs> we've never actually had any proof of any of this. No, it's, all, no. it's all his word for it. It's occasionally a grainy sort of CCTV oh. picture. You ask me and I say, you know what I mean? Like, it's not my fault you don't believe me. But I don't go out there shopping and say who's in the pub at the night. You know what I mean? It just, they That's wanna, why they're there. Because they, they want to come and have, I think, you know, they just want to come to the pub and have a pint. They don't want any, they just, just want to escape and feel normal. You know what I mean? So we leave them to it. And if anybody bothers them, we just sort of say, no, no, no. Move along. So they, I think they respect that, and they know that I'm not going to sit there and put it over the front page of the Sun. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favourite read. Okay, now in this session we're going to be talking about online reviews. Some would say they're the bane of the sector, while others would say, no, nah, that's not lie. They're fucking annoying, aren't they? There's no getting away from that. <laughs> Uh, you've never knowingly missed a chance to rant about TripAdvisor and Google reviews and everything like that. Do you want to share your thoughts on this? Uh, 
lovely topic? I think if you've got a problem, you'd say it at the time. And we'll deal with it and we'll look after you and we'll make everything right. When you go home and you say everything's fine and you go home and you sit on TripAdvisor behind your computer and you write nasty comments, it's not on. Do you know what I mean? Everybody says, oh, the British don't like to complain. They do. A lot. And <laughs> Just I, not to your face. Yeah, not to your face. You know, when I was in America, I used to live out there, and they used to tell you what the problem was, and you'd deal with it. And I think if so many problems could be rectified if they just said at the time, I'm not really happy about that. Mm. Great, we'll look after you. And I'll do my best to make sure everyone leaves happy. But, you know, I just can't handle these people who just feel the need to go and, especially when the current climate, go and write nasty reviews. Like, mm. Be nice. You know, if there's a problem, send us an email. Do a phone call. Give us a chance. You give if us a chance. If you don't respond, then go yeah, for it. Yeah, do you know right. what I mean? But just be nice. You know, that's when they, I just think people just horrible. Like, I don't understand it. I mean, it, 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 is there any benefit to tier one line reviews? Yeah, I think there is. Is there benefit to them? I mean, we, we, we can focus on the negatives and we can talk about all the, uh, the horror stories. Yeah, but my like thing, right, is I look at it, right? Say you go and leave a bad review. Who are you? Like, who are you? So let's go. Like, I'd understand if you said, oh, I went there and I had the duck riette and it was cold. Yeah, it's supposed to be cold. So then we go into, I always go and, I'm, you know, I spend a bit of time on responding. And I'll go and look at their previous reviews and get an understanding of the person. So say you're Jeffrey and you've grown up, you spent your whole life in, I don't know, Scunthorpe or somewhere. You've got no understanding of food or drink and you go out and suddenly... <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you go out and you suddenly got you think you can sit there and critique a place, but you've got no real understanding of how things work. You know, like I waited 20 minutes for my starters or my mains. You know know what I mean? So who are you to be a critique and and leave opinions? Say, say I told you to fuck off. Fair play. Then you've got a thing. But you know, like if you don't understand what's going on, who are you to really? On what basis? Yeah, where's it all coming from? Normally, watch one episode of MasterChef. Yeah, oh yeah, like you know what they don't. Everyone's everyone's a you know you know what do you call it like a everyone's a food, food critic. Yeah, food, yeah they are because they watch foods, TV yeah. programs. They think they understand yeah. it. You try and make a risotto, you know, forty times a night to order. Do you know what I mean? So I think they need. I just don't think they understand. So there needs to be a bit of a, a degree of education of, uh, of customers before they before they're allowed to leave reviews. I, I think I, I can't remember who wrote a book. Someone like How to Eat Out. I think it was Corin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people need to understand how things work, and, and it's embarrassing sometimes. People, there almost needs to be a finishing school, like at school, like <laughs> like you're going to do a, an hour every Friday, and you're going to learn how to order food. You know what I mean? Don't call us over to the table because you're hungry, and no one else at the table knows what they want, and you want us to stand there. And and how to how to taste wine? How to, what what beer? I'm sure they can do that. Cool. Yeah, but <laughs> do you remember that person that called you? Made school more interesting. Like writing in the air, writing on their hand. And when you went over with the bill, they went, "No, what a pen!" Yeah, like <laughs> oh, genius. That stuff needs to be done. Yeah, there needs, needs to be, be an understanding. Out. And the more people go out, they they learn these things. But there should be a, a crash course, like before you go into society. If you go and work at a big firm like a banking firm, they should take you aside and say, "Listen, when you go out, you need to do this, and you need to be nice." And then they just don't get it. Like some of the like you said to go off the pen it's just like I don't understand like uh, you know I spend a lot of time in hospitality so I sort of know what's going on but well, a lot of people town. Well, I go out a lot but used to um, but they don't understand how it works and then they get agitated because they don't understand how it works and they make fools of themselves and they make you know make our situation really hard and then like, they go online and shout at you yeah and then like, you go and dismantle them Bit yeah, by bit, 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 bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think you can do whatever you want. You want to, if you want a well done steak with tomato ketchup all over it, good on you. As long as you're happy. But when you when you go and do stuff like K 
come in and eat half a dozen oysters and neck half a bottle of whiskey and then complain you've got a sore stomach the next day, it's not our fault. Mm. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, maybe you should have paired that a bit better. But was it Gladwell said something that everyone thinks they want strong coffee, but actually they don't want strong coffee. Everyone thinks they want their steak rare, but they don't, they want it medium. Yeah. And it's that sort of perception, because I know that one of the things that irritates me about that was you need to cook a steak that is rare. And it's just they send it back. Yeah, <laughs> so I like, told you that, and you know, but you know, it's not all the time, of course. But I do think that TripAdvisor is. I'd use it. I'd use it if I was going to a place I didn't know. But I'd use it as part of other stuff, like if I know someone in the area. But you're really looking at the pictures for me and see how they play it, what it is. I was going to say, is, is, do you something there? I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I use it. I, but then you go there and you look. My at, wife so you, does. Yeah, you go. Just you go in Italy on holiday, and this is a prime example. You go in Italy and you go on holiday, and you go, oh, this place looks really great. Then you read all the reviews. Amazing reviews. Yeah, it's John from Arkansas. First trip to Europe, mm. best pasta he's ever had, best best sauce he's ever had. He hasn't had proper food his whole life, <laughs> and he's gone to Italy and he's blown he's been away. Yeah, <laughs> and he's blown away by the quality of the food. Of course, it tastes good because it's proper food. There's no corn fructose syrup in there, so of course he's excited and he's overwhelmed. And then you go there as someone who eats out a lot, and you go there and you go, "This is shite. What is this?" Yeah. Like, and they're getting, you know, I've had loads of experiences like that. So I just you're better off asking locals, local it, it, knowledge. It is, I mean, it is ridiculous, isn't it? You're expecting people to, people are making decisions based on ill-informed opinion. Mm, yeah. Which, which is a recipe for disaster, because then that's only going to create more sort of comment, negative mm. comments, because if you inflate people's opinions, I mean, you see some of these businesses that sort of trumpet that they've got yeah. top rating on TripAdvisor and things like that, and uh, you kind of go, what's it, what's it worth? You, you don't want to be on that though, man. The people you get are just like, and they've got expectations the minute they walk in the door. Do you know what I mean? They really have high expectations. I think it's damaging. If you look from the flip it, look at people coming into this country, looking at pub reviews like TripAdvisor, and then they end up in these pubs that have spent time and typically the big brands to drive them in. That experience of a British pub is nowhere near what a British pub is about, you know, and the thing that we cherish as part of our you know, fabric, what we do. That's a real shame. I think yeah, know, high footfall areas in the West End yeah, and stuff, man. They, they, don't, they don't have to try. They Just put shocking. frozen fish and chips in a thing, whacked mm. on a plate, and these poor people uh, come uh, over and think, no wonder pubs. It's like an airport restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Pubs. The next customers tomorrow it doesn't matter. Well, they, they don't, don't have, have to try. No. Camden Town, those, no decent stuff. pubs in Camden Town. They don't have to try. Mm. It's disappointing. I mean, I, I, I love some of the reviews. I, I did have a look online and uh, looked at some of the uh, reviews that have been left. There was a one-star review for Stonehenge in which a reviewer complained that the site was just a pile of rocks. That sums it up. Which, uh, and they said uh, they should tear it down and build a fun fair, which I thought was probably good advice. 50 million quid, that's an American. <laughs> ben Nevis merited a one-star review due to the lack of facilities at the top. Apparently Snowden is better because it has a pub, a restaurant and toilets. And apparently it was a bit of a climb to get there and they were tired. So, um, I mean, this is, it's, it's really, I mean, there's, there was a case of a pub in Bristol that was attracting regular one-star reviews. Slaty, it's customer service, it's Sunday roast, all the rest of it. The place has been closed for five years. Derelict. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it all comes down to everybody wants to be remembered and heard. So they go on and they leave reviews because they feel like they've got to have a voice. And feel like there's somebody and someone's listening to them. It's all about being remembered and heard, though. I think yeah. this is the crux of the problem. The crux of the problem is vegans. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, obviously. I'll tell you, we had one the other day. Um, when I say one, I mean that just, you know. What, and, Wait, you know, that's, I can't going? track back from that, can I? No. But it was a complaint about a lack of um, vegan options on the menu. And it was a Sunday. 
So we had the nut roast on, you know, in case the box that's ticked. We also had three other dishes on a, what is a reduced menu on a Sunday that were vegan. And I was like, okay then, why don't we flip it and we'll do it proportionally, we'll proportionally represent you on our menu. There's 1% of the people in the UK that are vegan will do that as a percentage. I'm telling you, you're losing. So just enjoy what you've got there and accept that not everyone's the same. And I, I think it's, there are obviously some things that, that don't jump up and down, let you know every 30 seconds that are vegan. And that's great. It's a really great life choice for them. But my so they God, should be happy with what oh, no, come so, on. But then the other, go on. You go on. No, the one that kills me is like, they come and go, I'm a vegan. You go, okay, we've got this. I don't like mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't like lentils. I'm like, man, like, really? Really? Like, where am I going? But the other ones like the gluten-free guys. I mean, this is what's killing me, because they're the ones that will jump up and down. But actually, you, you get to the noise. It's not a medical condition. It's a choice. And this is the thing that you say. Butchers checks, going off the kitchen. But be back in. the kitchen down. But be big enough to say it's a choice I'm making. Not try and put it as a disease. You wouldn't tell people you had cancer if you didn't have cancer. You know, and, and it, you know, if you have got, if you're a celiac, it's a really serious thing. Whereabouts? And they should be looked after. You know what I mean? Well, I, think, I think there needs to be a... Like, this is what I'd go in if you're going to go around telling you've got all these allergies and stuff, I want a medical card saying you've got those allergies. I want you to come in and I, I want you to go, here's your card, you go, like a driver's license, I go, great, acknowledge that, we'll scan it, we'll make a record of it, good, we know you're here. Don't come in saying you've got a gluten allergy and drink Stella. Do you know what I mean? I had a customer ask for a whole meal, gets to the end, can I get some gluten-free crackers for my cheese? I'm like, yeah, sorry? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm gluten-free. I said, you're drinking beer. You're drinking Estrella. You've had six pints of Estrella. He goes, there's only a little bit of gluten in there. No, 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 my friend. There's a lot of gluten in there. Well, I still want gluten-free crackers. And here you're letting yourself down. And I mean, we're, we're digressing slightly, and we're going to come on to some customer scenarios uh, later on. But, uh, I mean, for what's the consensus on uh, online reviews? And do you reply? I, do yeah, you not yes. reply? I know no. you are quite famous for, for some lengthy and uh, slightly... Uh, graphic replies yeah, but I think everybody's going to read what you say so it's a good opportunity to address the other customers who might read your replies so you, you lay it out like yeah we don't we don't buy our food in it's not pre-prepared it's not frozen we make it yeah sometimes we make mistakes and the chef might put too much seasoning in but you've got to reply because otherwise you know you're just sitting there and you're just sitting there, duck. yeah you're just sitting back and I think it's a good opportunity to, to have your room. James, are you, are you yeah, in with that? Yeah, the same, the same, absolutely. And people don't really come back again, but it's just, yeah, it allows you just to, hopefully someone that's quite intelligent looking at it will see the basis of what's gone on and, and take a view. So yeah, I think you've got to reply. Um, and I get them taken down. If they're being like, I had one guy was was a personal attack on me, this, this TripAdvisor review. And we asked, you know, a couple of hours on the table, we said, this we've got to move. And we asked him a few times, the next table was there. He's pissed up. I said, mate, you've got to move. And he laid into it. The next day, he wrote a triple review, and it was like, man, it was just laying into everything about me. Like, it was so personal. And I didn't even bother replying. I just went to TripAdvisor, and I said, can you read this? Do you think this is fair? And they took it down. But they're getting better at that, I think. They're actually looking yeah. at stuff. A while ago, they weren't bothered. It's always customer-facing. Yeah, they, they want it to be customer-facing. It's not hospitality-facing. Ever, ever regretted the reply? No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well when you when you said to that guy, yeah, I think you I think you had a couple of drinks in you when you replied. To I was going to say it's, uh, yeah. it's, that's probably a, a best advice is not to reply after a few. When drinks. you keep on going on the, on the guy and you're having that Facebook fight with the guy and you just keep on going, I was reading it, I was going, James, I was just thinking, James, put the gin and tonic down, man. And you were like, well, don't come there again. And he goes, I won't. And you were like, good, because we don't want people like you there. And you just keep on. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, but in all seriousness, this industry is up really hard, right? So. 
actually, I think the one thing that, you know, if you're self-employed and you're grafting and you're just looking, you have to have the right to it. If there's one thing you have, and he, you're famous for tearing in, so like, the fact that you said that must have been old, really bad. But, yeah, you, were, um, you just wouldn't stop. No, I was like, put the pin down. Uh, but that you have the right to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a one-way. It's not where they can just shout and yell at you, either at home or here. But James, there is that very important advice. Never argue with an idiot. They'll drag you down to their level. And I did. You on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So I'll bear that in mind. It's kind of time. fun, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah. 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 You want to. You want to. It's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> it's but there, also, so you might as well, you know, might as well have a bit of, you know, it's like a cat playing with an injured mouse. <laughs> but, but clearly, maybe don't do it after a few gin tonics. Absolutely. I, I think it's more than a few. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice, though. Good advice. Okay, now on the lock-in, we're going to talk about customer service. James Heath, you are the experts here. So what would your advice be when it comes to delivering outstanding customer service? What's 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 the best kind of things? Be not basics. What are the be basics? nice, man. Just be like really, really, and that's funny from coming from me. But be, be, be nice, man. Be, towers of high but be nice, man. Like I think people want to go out there, you know, warm welcome. Well, I think that just goes such a long way, and you can fix so much more problems. You know, you can fix everything if you're just a nice, if you're nice to yeah. You know, and always look what's going on. You know, and spend time what's happening on tables, what the experience is like. Are you missing up? So a lot of time, like, have we made a mistake? Let's let's cut it off at the knees before it goes too far. Let's you know, let's get him a bottle of champagne or something. But I always think that you know, being super nice really just helps. I mean, is I suppose you you're only as good as your staff, aren't you? That, that's got to be the, the key thing. Mm. You've got to stay on top of those. I mean, is, is that easy? No. Particularly think, when you're always out and about around town, Ethan, not actually I, in your pub. I think I'm very fortunate with the staff at, at both all four pubs. But I think at the Red Lion, the, most of them have been there. Average employees, three years. So they, they sort of know when they can be, you know, remember that Roadhouse, a movie where they're having a conversation about, you know, how to handle the customers when they come in that night. And they go, oh, what are we doing? He goes, be nice. He goes, okay, when, when goes, I'll tell you when not to be nice. And my sort of staff know yeah. where the level is, you know, when mm. someone's been rude, they know when they can, they, they've got enough power, them. Yeah, you just go like that. If they've been really horrible, just call me over. But most of my staff now, like I had one the other day where God was being horrible. And she and I was going to go and deal with it. She goes, no, no, I've got this. And she charged over and she dressed this guy down. And it was like, okay, cool. Better coming from her than me. Do you know what I mean? So, I think also you've got to know when you're fighting a losing battle, when someone's just come to have a row with you. And what you're going to have to do is comp it and get them out. Because if you have the, do you know what I mean? If, if you yeah. have the bat, you're not going to win it. You need to work out whether they're. That's my favourite move, eh? When they've yeah. been really, really know, horrible, yeah. just horrible, and just been really like, you, you just, you know what, guys? Thanks. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't please you tonight, and you know I'm really, you know. So well, uh, the meal's on us. Everything's on us. So yeah, I'd just like you to leave, and, and please don't come back again. You'll be full next week of people. Literally, I'm coming to your pub and yeah. being a total twat. Yeah. Um, Again. Again. <laughs> Every time. Um, I mean, isn't that a bit of soul destroying though? You know, you've got these people and they're just being monsters. No, get out your way. You're giving it to them for free. No, I just go. Go on, you. Percentage of, there's a percentage of people, and that's the great thing with like Rest Diary, and you, yeah. you can put notes on. So you know what's going on. I mean, as long as it never gets hacked and never anyone. Oh, God, they saw my little customer notes. You go to jail. Oh man, I'd be in prison. Um, but I, we did we had a table one night, and they. I'm a big believer in karma, you know, what goes around comes around. And the waitress made a mistake on the bill and she put the wrong credit card amount. So she went back to the table and said, listen, I made a mistake. I've, you know, a bit dyslexic here and I've put the figures around the wrong way. So I'm short, the guy goes, I've paid. 
oh, I've paid. And she's oh. like, oh, but, but I've done it wrong, you know what I mean, do you mind? And the guy's like, I've paid. And it was with his girlfriend. And it was five times more than he was supposed to lose. He was, he was supposed to, yeah, he, owed, he owed a bit more money, you know what I mean? It wasn't a small amount. So I looked over and, and I said, listen, this is the situation. He goes, I paid. I said, cool, man. I'd just let you know when I'm a big believer in karma and something goes wrong later on down the road for you. You run him over. He's only just got a new car. Yeah, yeah, really. It's not in control yeah, of yeah, it. Exactly. So um, I just said, like, this, when this happens, don't, you know what I mean? This, it, it comes back to this moment here and the way you've behaved. Five minutes later, he's paying the bill at the bar. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, if you're going to be like that, if you go around looking for free meals and stuff, that's going to bite you in the ass one day. So, good luck to you. If you want to be like that, if you want to live your life on that, you know, good luck to you. Other than giving him free shit, how, how else do you handle difficult customers? I mean, what, what sort of uh, techniques would you say? It, is? What is it? Is it if we've done something wrong or are they just being difficult? Well, they're having a bad day. I mean, if, if you've done something yeah. wrong, then, I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? You, yeah, yeah. You've got to cop to it, hold your hands up and... But if they're just being difficult for the sake of it, oh yeah, like it's because I, I mood match quite badly. So I'll, I'll just if they've been an asshole to me, I'll just be right back at them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mirroring. Isn't yeah, it? mirroring. Yeah, but mood matching, and I just go. And if you'd be like that, and then they go, "Well, you're shouting at me because you're shouting at me, man. You'd be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. Do you know what I mean? Does What's that work? Yeah, well, I think I think I've always wanted to do That's like. Got any customers? Know, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to do like <laughs> a faulty cool, towers sketch, a sketch or something, you know, along that lines where they're yelling at you. You go, "Just give me a minute," and you go, you go out the back and you drag in one of those psychiatrist chairs, you know, and you drag it through and it's squeaking all the way through the pub, and you bring it to the table and you go, "Sit down." What's really wrong? Mm. Because it's not what's happening here. You've got something it's else not going the sea on. Bass. Yeah, it's not the sea bass. <laughs> I can see there's something else going wrong in your life. So what you know? What can I do to make it better? Yeah. But a lot of times, just you know, what's, I always say, what's really wrong? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, something else is wrong. It's like us. What's really wrong here? Mm. A lot of times, you know. Why don't you do that? Well, drag a chair out. Bring it. Yeah. Get, get a little uh, <laughs> shake long. Bring it in. Yeah. Loads of space now. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say false towns. You went outside and beat your new car with a, a branch. But, uh, <laughs> So we're not allowed to talk about the new car, sorry. Um, <laughs> any, any other, I mean, James, what, what's, uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, do you do, you, do, you do any of that? Do you do the mirroring? Do you, uh, I'm, I just get, get to the bottom of it, whether you can solve it or not. If you can't solve it, you're wasting your time. You might as well comp them, give it free, embarrass them, because what you'll have a couple of times recently is you've got other people on the table apologising for their behaviour you know that oh, one individual's yeah, behaviour yeah. and that's joyous when that happens so the guy goes to the loo and they're all like oh, I'm so sorry but it was like this <laughs> so I think you've just got to be yourself. You, you, again back to my point you're empowered to be yourself and make those decisions and if you feel that a free bottle of wine or a glass of wine or a smart whatever you've got to do do it but don't waste it it is soul destroying to waste your time something's never going to change you'll always moan your best just to get them up yeah. wrap them up get them out and I've, I've had people where I've comped the whole meal and said right get out I've had one of the party come back and say no I'm really sorry about what happened with my friend can I please pay the bill I'd love to come back here again yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so I mean do you, do you bar these people or, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah that absolutely don't see them again you can block on Riz Diary you can um you got the option of just blocking them so they can't book online again. And when they do go to phone up, it just comes up, you know, Paul ID comes up and says this is the person. Because they're going to kill the whole plate. I mean, you have someone in there behaving badly, you're going to kill the whole mood for everyone. All the people have a nice time. It's just, you can't tolerate that. It's like... It's hard taking the energy, isn't it? You, when you've had a really cantankerous moment, you're really angry, and then you go to the next table and they're super nice. And it's yeah. really... 
It's hard to lose the vibe. It's hard to be super nice. <laughs> Do you, yeah, you have to mirror that. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, when they ring up and they try and book again and, and you said no, I mean, how, how do those conversations go? Oh, no. I look, I look, I look, and I go, yeah, hold on, you need to speak to the owner. Like, I'll pretend I'm not the owner. <laughs> Do you need to speak to the owner because he's flagged your... The other he's, he's, he's Get the guy who's dressed no, I, I sound quite English on the phone. And he goes, and I go, the owner, the owner needs to, um, the owner needs to release, release you from the, um, you need a word to the owner because he's put you down as, you know, we can't take bookings from you. It needs to be approved by the owner. And they go, ah, oh, um, okay, no, thanks to do the last time you're here. Oh, I, okay, um, yeah, uh, uh, okay, we'll get, okay, yeah, tell them to call me. Well, that works. Yeah, you know. And, I mean, do you think that the, uh, I mean, we, we touched on online reviews, we can talk about that, but it is, is the online sort of reviews and the trip advisors and the Google and all this kind of thing, uh, the Google, like that, um, is it fueling this kind of behaviour, do you think? Do you think people, people are deliberately behaving badly in the hopes of you know, getting a free meal or threatening? Do you get threatened by people occasionally sort of saying... Oh, oh, I've heard people say, I'll go to TripAdvisor if you don't do this at the table. If you don't do this, I'm, I'm going to write you a bad review. Oh, well, just go and write the review. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to use my computer? You're going to be like that. You know, embarrassing. But, yeah. Is it making it worse, don't you think? Or just people assholes anyway. I think what well, everyone has to say, why do everyone have to share everything? Can't even just have a nice time or enjoy themselves or have a bad experience of their own. It's not it's on Facebook and then it's in that once you're in that I world. Take a yeah, but what, of it. yeah, but what kills me is operators who go out there and court customers to leave reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They leave cards on the table yeah. and say, review us on TripAdvisor. Do you know what I mean? Like seriously. They're, they're fueling the fire. They, you know what I mean? And then they complain when they get a bad review. Don't, don't encourage it. I mean, that, to be fair though, that's, that's what people say, isn't it? You know, you've got to encourage, you've got to... No. It's, it's free marketing. It's, so, I mean, should we free just be taking the opposite? Should we be organising a, a TripAdvisor revolution? Oh, I, wanted to, do, I wanted to do it one years can ago. Can you take yourself off trip? You can't, no, you can't. Can you? No. I want to do one where you review the customers like Uber. <laughs> Right. And they ring up and go, I'd like yeah. to make a booking. What's your name? Oh, you've only got 3.7 points. Uh, mm. Oh, I see you had a bad meal here and oh, they didn't like you. Yeah, we can't take your booking. Because yeah, yeah. you're, apparently you're not a very nice person. You imagine that, you're an Uber rating, like for the customers. Man, you imagine how nice they'd be. What's stopping you from doing that? Yeah, it would be great if you could share. Well, you kind of do with Rest Diary. Yeah, but you can't because of data protection. You imagine, like, going, if we all had, like, a. You know what I mean? You, get, if you take a view, you know the person, you know the potential. I mean, there's, there's nothing to. I mean, that should be something that TripAdvisor does, doesn't it? It should actually rate the reviewer. So, you know, if in terms of competency, you know, this person, he's only ever eaten a KFC and he's left a bad review for a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, you know, they should Chicken be was that, too small. That, yeah. that wasn't fried. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so people go, you know, and. and value and, and what you can afford is all relative and people go oh it's really expensive and you go and where do you go and then you look at the reviews and it's KFC and stuff because it's relative and it's like mm. so you get a lot of that oh this is really expensive and you're looking at it going it's not it really isn't do you know what I mean like if you can't menus outside why'd you come in if you can't afford it uh, to be fair if I have seen some of your res diary uh, reviews of people so I think having a, an online review of customers might be the bad place for you yeah. uh, it's uh, <laughs> but I think you know, Gen- James and he's had a gin and tonic as genuine well. booking no but genuine bookings like res diary or, you know, open table genuine bookings where customers leave feedback from and you know they've actually been there yeah. great yeah. people who can randomly like just leave a review you know we had, we had one guy uh, my, me and my mate went to the pub on Saturday night. My friend got stabbed. Um, it ruined our night. 
Like, it took me, what, four days to get that taken down by TripAdvisor? Didn't happen. If you're going to stab customers, I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> I'd use a gun in. Yeah, but I was going to say, if I was shot, I'd blood stab. on my hands. <laughs> Semantic. <laughs> Okay, so you're listening to the Lock-In Podcast with me, Ed Reddington, Heath Ball, and James Cuthbertson. We're now going to do a little bit of role-playing. Not like that, James. Stop getting so excited. And where did you get that maid's costume from so quickly? <laughs> Your wife. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't go as far as you wanted, did it? No, not at all. I'm going to throw some customer service scenarios at you, and you need to tell me what you would do. So, first one is... Customer emerges naked from the toilets. Heath. Male or female? I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I was going to say, we, are we open or reclosed? <laughs> Let's go with male, shall we? Just, uh, just, just, to, I, just to rein you in, get, we've got before you get yourself I, into trouble. I go and get a blanket. <laughs> just I just, get a blanket. I'd cover them and just say, what's going on? Do you know what I mean, obviously, this is not the game. Either it's a prank or it's, you know, they've lost their mind, but get them covered as fast as possible. Okay, James, concur with that? Yeah, that. Take yeah. some pictures. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook review. Uh, so, okay, a customer insists they're gluten intolerant, then proceeds to sink five beers and eat a bread roll. What do you do? I, don't know, I can guess at least your shit's probably in your yeah, well, they've had a whole meal first, and then yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been you, really demanding. Been you've got to say something. Do you know what I mean? Like I would say, what you've done tonight is really unfair in our kitchen. And it, it, it's not, you just can't go around behaving like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad you had a good time and stuff and you got what you wanted, but you've really made our life difficult tonight, so please don't ever come here again and do that. But don't, I mean, come back, but just don't do that again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you, you must have had that. No, yeah, I had it with the guy, with the guy that yeah. ate his whole meal and drunk beer and then ordered gluten-free crackers. Do you know what I mean? I've had people... I'm going to get you some gluten-free crackers. Yeah, but I've had people demand, like, you know, they're lactose intolerant and then want ice cream at the end of the meal. No, and I've said no. You can't do that. No, don't, don't, you know, don't make us change the whole menu for you and at the end decide you want a treat and you'll be okay. It's not okay. Behave yourself. Learn some... You do well not to get upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a young female member of staff is being harassed by a customer who's asking for her number. Take her off the section. Get her away from the section. Put her in another section and put... Just get one of the, somebody else to manage the section. Get, just get away from the customer. Yeah. Put it somewhere else. And if it keeps on bothering her, then get interrupt. You know, if it gets up from the table and starts, then you, get, you have a word. Mm-hmm. You know. James, any, anything yeah, to add on that? Say. It's usually you doing the harassing, isn't it? Yes. Um, okay, a rat walks into your pub as being judged for a prestigious award. <laughs> Stitched up. Oh, what a stitch up. Oh, that was the worst day of my life. So you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to tell this story. Oh man, we were sitting. I was getting judged for the uh, Great British Pub Awards, and I was sitting shoulder to shoulder with the judge, and we're on a round table, and we have all our doors open in summer. Got three doors at the red line, and I look over at the front door, and I'm chatting away, getting interviewed, and James is facing me, and I'm sitting next to the judge, and I look over at the door, and I can see what I thought was a pigeon at first walking in the front door. I got, I got, I got Terry Jones from Monty Python. God rest his soul. Sitting at the bar, he's sitting at the bar, and he's already got you know he's already got a bit of dementia going on. And so he's not speaking much, but he's sitting on the bar stool at the bar. So he's behind me. Tom Cruise is listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the rat walks in the door, and I fucking see it. And I just go. Ah! So I get up, 
and I sort of manage to cause a distraction and I go over and I kick the rat out the door into the garden. There's no customers out there, thank God. It's, it's still early in the day. <laughs> kick it out into the garden. So I go over to Wayne, my barman, and I say, Wayne, there's a rat outside. Like, and he's like, uh-huh. So I go and sit back down. And then that was at the main door and we're, there's a door facing me that's open. So Wayne's gone outside and he's come back in and he's looking a bit amused and he doesn't know what's going on. And then I look over, the judge is talking, I look over at Wayne and he, he's pointing, it's under your table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what? He goes, I look over and go, it's under the table. And then James at this point, the rat walks behind me and James can see the rat walk out. And then Terry Jones starts making this noise, pointing at the rat, going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then my staff behind me are amazing. Daisy, my, the waitress, goes to sort of scoop the rat up with a wine menu and a, and a container, and the rat bites her. <laughs> but she doesn't make a noise. She doesn't make a noise, so she's been bitten by the rat. So she's gone all into panic mode. She's gone on the bar, so she has to go off to the hospital. So then down walks Thomas, my chef, and they've, they've got the rat under a container in the middle of the pub. Down walks Thomas, one of my chefs, who looks like an extra from that movie Taken. He's Polish, and he comes down and, and I can see him talking to Wayne, because I'm trying to watch what's going on as well as talk about wine. So I'm over there, and then Thomas is like, oh, it's like a cartoon moment behind me. I'm just trying to keep poker You're face. trying to keep a poker face. And they, they, Thomas slides it out through the whole pub into the disabled toilet. And then I look over, and he, we've got a baseball bat down on the bar, and I see Wayne going <laughs> to get a... Is that a customer service device? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right next to the shotgun. <laughs> See, Wayne gets Wayne and Wayne hands the Wayne hands Thomas the baseball bat in the toilet, and I, I see what's going on. And then I see Wayne come back down. I see Nick, the, the chef, come down, and he goes over to Wayne, and they're having a conversation. And then Wayne hands him a screwdriver and a hammer, and they go back into the toilet. And then Wayne gently turns the music up a bit, and it, it, it just. <laughs> And then they, they proceed, unfortunately, to have to kill dispatch. the dispatch of the rat. Yeah. Humanely. Humanely. Um, and this is all going on while I'm trying, <laughs> to, trying to get judged for the awards. And I'm just sitting there going, what is going on? And Terry Jones is still making noises behind me. Like, yeah, so that was, yeah. And, and what was the outcome of the award? We won. <laughs> it was the best rap pub of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, wasn't it southern London they'd done some work down the road oh you? they I mean, dug up the sewers down the road so we were just getting rats just piling up like the pipe pipe of a movie or a book. I, I just assumed it was all the just dead general. bodies of customers oh, under yeah. the floorboards <laughs> of the pub yeah, yeah. Uh, mate it was it was um, probably the worst hour of my life like, like that was pretty yeah it wasn't fun what, so about, that, what about between the, the wedding and the reception when you found out the wrong wine had been put out that was pretty bad for you oh that was my wedding yeah <laughs> so you know you try to block it out but my, um, we, I got gifted a lot of wine for my wedding and um, the winemaker makes two wines. He makes one that's very entry level, very accessible and he gifted me 60 bottles of this red wine. Beautiful. My so staff fobbing off your gas with the, yeah, uh, the cheap, cheap But my chef. staff hadn't read the briefing note properly of the wine and thought he wouldn't drink cheap wine. So they put out the winemaker's other wine uh, which is about four times the price and super expensive and put that on the table. So I walked in and the winemaker who's a friend who was at the wedding went don't get upset. <laughs> so what would have been free cost me about £4,000. It was nice though. I'm sure Thank it was. We, we, we digress slightly. So let, let's get back to the uh, scenario. So um, how about this one? You've got a uh, very drunk divorcee at the bar who is desperately trying to uh, insinuate that she'd like to take you home. How do you handle that situation, uh, James? I, I can't imagine I'd ever be in that situation. I can't imagine I'd ever be in that situation. Well, no, I'm, I'm in way, but uh, no. what would you do? 
I forget. Phone the wife and say you're going to be late. <laughs> but not that late, frankly. <laughs> Probably about 10 minutes. <laughs> That's very generous of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being kind today. He says it's about being nice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I just don't know. I've been shocked probably and asked that I'd probably move myself to another section. I mean, we, pro <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we probably should be realistic with these stories. Uh, Heath, yeah, what, right. what would you yeah. do? Oh, I'd just go and hide in the office. <laughs> I'd just hide in the office because she's gone. With her or not? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Okay, I think we'll draw a line under those scenarios on that note. Okay, you're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we're, we're almost out of time. But let, let's just generally talk about uh, customer behaviour and you know, how how is it changing and developing at the moment. I mean, are you noticing, guys, that there's there's changes over, I mean, you've been in uh, business for, for quite a long time now, several, <laughs> Thanks, several decades. Um, don't look a day over 65. Though. Thanks. Um, I mean, what, what, what would you say are the biggest changes you've noticed? I think there's just been more demand. I think people, I suppose COVID's really brought it on more. They, they're impatient. They want to have a good time. They demand a good time. Um, and they just, they just seem really angry. And people aren't being, it's just, it's not a very nice, you feel everyone's really tense. And I can really feel it. It's not fun. I guess that's their life, you know, facing redundancy, yeah. you know, and it, it, losing people. You know, people are, and then they come out of alcohol and it just it amplifies that feeling. I'm not saying it's right, but I kind of, we've had a bit down in Sussex, again, slightly different. I think when we're clearing people out, sort of 10 to 10 at night, there's, and we're saying, look, sorry, you know, it's not down to us. And they're very understanding. I actually think we've gone slightly the other way. And we've yeah. been, the last night there was a couple of guys you know, boasting they'd never been, been years since they were the last people in the pub, you know, it was like 10 to 10, and quite a laugh with it, really. But they've been all right. I think they've actually become kinder and enjoyed going out. You're getting that. Yeah, I'm getting the other. I'm, they're angry up in London. Mm. They're just frustrated. They think, it, they, they, you know, they disagree with what's going on with the government and they've had enough and they just want their life back. And I can see what they're afraid. And they want to come to the pub and they want a good time and it needs to be good and everything has to be good. And if it's not, they're getting really upset. Mm. Is, is it, yeah, I guess, is it creating that kind of pressure on, on operators then to, to be perfect, to, to deliver the, the can, ultimate experience? You can't be perfect, can you? And I think, you know, you never, you never will be and you'll never please everybody. So you've just got to do the best you can and try and make it, you know, try and make it as fun as possible. Mm. You know, but it's hard. It really is hard. Because we're... We're we're very effed as well. Like, I mean, I don't want to be walking around in a face shield and a mask, and you know, taking customers' temperatures. And I, I just I want to go back to looking after you and make sure you have a good time instead of trying to. Oh man, he's not wearing a mask and going to have a conversation. You know, it's it's really quite difficult. You know, it's not fun. No, I mean that's some of this is obviously driven by the by the outbreak and the, and the, the lockdown and everything else but I mean it, it, was this a problem beforehand I mean you, you have challenging yeah I've always had challenging customers I think I think it, it's always been there and there's always you know but I think it's got worse I think it's people just got high expectations all the time they just go out unrealistic expectations and they want their life to be perfect and you know social media is to blame for a lot of that you know they just want these amazing you know when you, when you start building bars and restaurants for Instagram you've got problems you know what I mean it's not but we are doing that I know we are it's not we're we not enabling we, this I know um, like enough's enough but yeah you want to serve food that looks pretty don't you I mean you you kind of uh, uh, you're encouraging 
for people to know. But I like this one, like if I do my Instagram, I never really post photos afterwards. I always do before photos. Like, here's the fresh fish of the day. You don't want to see your play after you've been there. I just, yeah, but I just want to, you know what I mean? I want to keep it realistic, you know what I mean? I want to leave something to the imagination. Oh, we've got lemon sole on today. You know, just, you know, it just gets a bit tedious, doesn't it? Just feels like, you know, how many followers you got? How many, the, oh, it's just, just, what, it's the old, you know, word of mouth, and old, you know, old school customer service. Give them that experience, you know? I mean, can you see a way through full? I mean, is this is this behaviour going to stick? Do you think? Or do you think we've had a fundamental shift? I, I re- what you think this behaviour of people just being horrible going to stick? No, I think the expectations going to be high. I think we're bombarded with media. We're bombarded with the right to have a voice. I mean, let's be honest. This the problem I have mainly. You know, I, I think the problem is that everyone thinks they're a publisher. Everyone thinks they're an author now, or a photographer, and, um, <laughs> or a photographer, and and uh, you know, journalism broadly isn't as well paid as. Um, as it should be and it's not the filter Ed's going to agree with that clearly it's, um, it's not the filter that um, it should be you know uh, actually look at stories and investigate them properly and do all that stuff it's just people that have very little knowledge shooting off and it's just nonsense and I think that's one of the issues that we you know back to the point we were having about um, TripAdvisor and the like it's just really ill-informed commentary and you don't have a filter for it so, yeah, I think we're stuck with it though. I think that's that's the way of the world. People sharing experiences. You don't think that the pandemic might reset people's expectations that we may end up coming out of this with a with maybe a kinder society that, that appreciate. I mean, let's face it. When people when the restrictions have gone, if if the restrictions go, mm. um, you know, people are going. We, we saw it in, in you know, July, didn't we? People were quite grateful. Maybe not at the red line. No, I think they were grateful at the beginning. To get I mean, out, and then all the restri- more restrictions came, and I think people people are tired. I, I don't blame them. They've had enough. Do you know, there was a wave of kindness. People, you know, banging pans and stuff at the NHS and all the rest of it, and that was, and there was a sense of that community and looking after, you know, your older people in the community and stuff. But I don't, I don't, man. You know what? Like forward. everybody, like what happened to the environment, man? Everybody used to, oh, you've got plastic straws. The pub world changed, man. Look what we're doing. No one, you know. When are you getting heaters? When are you going to burn propane outside? When are you going to do this? And the environment's gone out the window. As long as they're okay and their life's okay, they don't care. It's out the door. But, the, but surely, in terms of behaviour, right, we've been through, you know, people dying and all the rest of it, and, and there's been different people have been affected in different ways. But the worst is yet to come, surely. We get to the end of furlough, it's mass redundancies, it's, you know, the suicide rate's going to, we know that's going to spike. The mental say, mental, one, one, one in ten ambulance call-outs is mental health. It's horrific. Where do we draw the line, though? So I'm not sure, to answer your question, I'm not sure it's, it's COVID itself, it's the resulting behaviour after that. Yeah. And the society we live in, it's going to be like the badlands, I think, in some places. Really, really awful. So, no, I think we're, we're in for it for a while. Yeah, where do we draw the line between, you know, lives and livelihood? Do you know, it's, mm. how many people do you know who's died of COVID? <laughs> You know, I think the the uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? I don't, there's no there's no simple answer, um, and I guess we've got to ride through it and uh, and see what we come out with at the other end. But, yeah, uh, we'll be privatised by then anyway. I mean, let, let's if we the way the government's going. Let's uh, let's finish with with the ultimate question then, uh, which is uh, has has dogged this industry since it began. Is the is the customer always right? In their mind, clearly, but we're the arbiter. They, everyone says they're paying the money, but actually it's your place to run how you want it. So the person, uh, the licensee, decides who they want in their pub, when they want them, end of. So no, I'd say no. Heath? Nah. I think if you can make them feel like they're right and you're right and you take their money, yeah, good on you. 
anyway, but no. That's an old American thing as well. Do you know what I mean? It's based on tipping. Yeah, it's tipping, you know. What does tip stand for? To ensure prompt service. You're supposed to tip at the beginning so you get looked after, not at the end. Do you know what mm. I mean? That's what it's supposed to be. You'd walk into a bar or restaurant and go, look after us tonight and give them some money. People don't do that. Is, is that American culture kind of, I mean, is that informing behaviour over here? That you're getting people that are expecting that kind of American sort of service culture. What, they're really fake. How are you today? Yeah. I don't I still work in America, man. Like, like, it's so false. They don't care. They don't like that. I'd rather have a surly waiter who's a bit funny, you know, a bit of banter than some person just pretending that life's great and covered in TGI Friday badges. You know what I mean? Like, no. So, so, uh, service, service with a punch in the face. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> service with a snarl. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Okay, I think that, that is all we've got time for. So uh, let's wrap this up. We will be back. We're actually having a break next week because I'm on holiday and not doing this. Or and, for some. Uh, pay too much. <laughs> That's like Carthy. It's good. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing all the extra features that you have uh, installed in that so BMW X3. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that is it we will be back in a uh, week after next and I think we'll probably be tackling the thorny topic of pub food uh, which is uh, he's already pulling a face so uh, we should look forward to hearing his uh, forthright views on that okay but in the meantime thanks very much guys thanks Ed cheers